This podcast is brought to you by Live Right Play. For over six years, Live Right Play has focused on finding and developing some of the best songwriters, producers, and artists on Music Row. Our current roster includes Olivia Lane, Skip Black, Matt Nolan, and Tony McVaney. You can keep up with Live Right Play by following at Live Right Play on Instagram or going to liverightplay.com. Young entertainment. Young entertainment. Young entertainment. Young entertainment. Young entertainment professionals. You're listening to the Young Entertainment Professionals Podcast, a series featuring the next generation of creative and business professionals in music, TV, and film. Hear their stories on navigating the industry with the help of the Young Entertainment Professionals Network. I think I'm ready. I'm I'm gonna sit as close as I can to the microphone. Okay. I want the audio to sound good. I get the audio's gonna sound good. It's gonna sound great. I mean you are a producer, director, and camera person, so the audio yes. always has to be good or it's gonna be literally your fault. Audio is fifty percent of video, yes. <laughs> yes. Well this is just audio, so it's I mean yeah. that's all we got to work yeah. with. Yeah. Um but everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Young Entertainment Professionals Podcast. I always am afraid I'm gonna like really mess that up. Because it's so long-winded. Yeah. I just need Say to that five it. times fast. Young entertainment professionals. <laughs> I couldn't even get through one. <laughs> the Yep podcast is what I need to just call it in the beginning more mm-hmm. often. But I'm excited about this episode. Today's guest is, okay, was my first intern. Yes. And I was his first Internship. Intern yes, yes. And we met through the Young Entertainment Professionals page facebook page yeah I, I guess that's right i was wondering how that how i found that the other day like when you texted me about this i was like how did did my mom send that to me or did how did i find that but that probably makes sense that it was on yeah. yep um because you've been working with yep for a while i've been working with yep for a while it was just mm-hmm. when i joined the board and cooper smith everybody director producer yes. photographer videographer mm-hmm. um Part-time actor sometimes. Part-time actor. <laughs> when he feels like it. Sort of, yeah. Director. I probably already mentioned that. Maybe, um, yeah. But. I just, I just make stuff. That's what I say. Somebody said that to me one time. They're like, I just make stuff, man. <laughs> and I was like, I should just use that all the time. You I should. should. Just, like, what do you even do? I don't know, man. I just make stuff. You just make stuff. And it's really, really cool. And you're very, very talented. Thank you. Um, But I got to say, in, in regards to the Yet page, mm-hmm. I have posted about the internship and you were like one of the very few, if not the only person that like read the post, mm-hmm. what we needed, mm-hmm. sent in everything promptly. And I was like, this kid gets it. And yeah. well, this is history. When I came and interviewed I'm going to use air quotes with the word interview because I'm pretty sure it was just like, hey, like, nice to meet you. And then, like, we maybe talked for five or ten minutes and you were like, okay, well, let me introduce you to everyone in the office. And you were like, this is going to be my new new intern. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to get it. And then you started introducing me to everybody in the office. And I was like, I'm. I think I got it. I was like, my mom texted me. I was like, afterwards, and I was like, yeah, I, I think I've got the job. She was introducing me to everybody, so that would be weird if I didn't get it. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Cooper. Yeah. And then just you don't ever yeah. show up from that. Like, yeah, I'd never I never get the job. 
I am a pretty, I can either be very indecisive or decisive. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was like, I'm just going to go for it. This kid feels like he's, he's, if I can mm-hmm. sense that someone's type A, I'm like, I don't, they're on it and I don't have right. to worry about telling them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. They just do what they That's, need to do. That sounds about right. Yeah. So you've, I mean, you've been working, you've been going at this whole video production situation career for a long time. So I always kind of felt like you had graduated before you actually graduated on paper. Yes. Um, I thought, especially the people that was at NSAI when I was interning, yeah. like, I got a text my sophomore year and they were like, hey, like, have you graduated yet? Like, we'd love to maybe consider you for this. And I'm like, I'm a sophomore. Like, they, yeah. they all thought I was like a junior or a senior when I interned with you. But yeah, I was, I was definitely like eager to get out. I was like, when the pandemic hit, I was uh, very... Like, it was honestly, like, a relief in a way. Uh I was, like, so ready to, like, finally just start working full-time on video stuff. And so, like, the pandemic hit, and they were like, oh, like, we're not going to go back to school. And I was like, let's go. Like, let's do this. (laughs) Like, as soon as we found out, like, school was going to be out. Because at first it was just going to be like, oh, like, three weeks. You know, we'll extend spring break by a week. And then we'll do remote for another two weeks. And then we'll come back. Which, like, psych prank on you. The pandemic's actually going to last two years. But, (laughs) I mean. Which is so funny to look back at. But then, you know, they ended up canceling it all. And then once they did that, though, like, literally, like, I got, like, my logo finalized for, like, my business stuff and then like rebranded like my whole like pages and everything and i just instantly started telling everybody like i'm working like let's let's go so and that was like april before school even finished so i was very very eager definitely to very eager um, to to get done for sure yeah and we gotta mention before we get too far in this conversation a couple of people that you've you know had the pleasure of working with okay Um, yeah Sam Hunt, which we just were talking about. We were both Mm -hmm. posting to Instagram before this. Yes, I just posted my Sam Hunt video, which I was very excited about because, yeah, yeah, that was was very cool to do. I filled in for his uh, video guy this weekend in Jacksonville and uh, Hollywood, Florida. Not Hollywood, Hollywood, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) his uh, shout-out to Steven, his videographer. He's having a baby, so. Shout-out to Steven. Yeah, so I filled in for for Sam this weekend, which was super cool. Sam has an awesome show, and and I love his team, and and his band is super nice. So, Um, But, yeah, that was a really cool experience for sure. You also shoot video for your own brother, Connor Smith, Mm -hmm. who is a newly up-and-coming artist at Big Machine. Yes, Connor's with Big Machine. So, um, yeah, I do all my brother's stuff. And um, so we've done one music video with him since he's had music out. He only has three songs out, but the pandemic certainly delayed all that stuff, um, as it did for most everything in the world. but yeah, so Connor's uh, an amazing artist, like certainly very blessed to um, be his brother and get to work with him and stuff. And it, it's, it is very cool. Like all of our, our talents are able to like mesh together in, in a way. Like I can't write songs, you know, to save my life. That's probably not necessarily true because I've written, like I've written like comedy try. songs when I do like comedy writing and stuff <laughs> like, um, but yeah, um, like, I mean, Never mind. But I mean, you know, you can Yeah, I certainly can't I do think... what I could write songs, but I cannot write like the way Connor writes. Connor is uh, uh certainly a mastermind uh when it comes to um songwriting like and he was like literally born with it. Like the kid was writing songs at like 8 years old. He had he had a BMI deal by the time he was 10. Like Yeah, he was like on his way. Yeah, certainly. So now we're both prodigies. Just started very young. Right, like, yeah. We're do our He's... careers now. We don't need to go to we can go to school just to mm-hmm. go to school, but we're just going to start our careers when we want to and yes. that's what happened, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. He um 
and and certainly put himself in all the right positions and and met all the right people and um and then one day he uh we actually just like what by the time i started picking up a camera which was around my senior year of high school and and sometime after that we went on like a family vacation and shot like a little um just like we would shoot like little 30 second covers or whatever and so i brought all my uh gear with me when we went out to montana on a family vacation and he um he covered um he he covered uh a, a song which i don't know how how much detail i guess i'm i am allowed to give of like who he's with or whatever but like he basically he he covered a song tagged the songwriter in it the songwriter texted an artist manager like you should check out check out this kid based off just like a little video we shot like uh by a creek in montana and that's what got him his manager and that's you know obviously what led him to get signed by a label and met his you know a publishing company and everything so yeah it is very cool like our 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 talents have lifted each other up in very different ways because especially as connor is one of the more like discussed yet undiscovered people in town like everybody knows his name it seems like i mean yeah. everybody i work with is like oh my god like you're connor smith's brother like i've heard so much about him like yeah which is very cool so like that in a way elevates me and like all my video stuff gets to elevate him and and all that stuff and certainly i make him look way cooler than he actually is in the videos so i'm just kidding I but mean, <laughs> that's literally the job that. that's what I, like if there was one thing that like i describe how i do is just like i try to make you look cooler than you are i guess <laughs> in every video yeah whoever i'm working with you do a great job of it um i mean you made my sister and her husband look cool in their that's wedding right video. i did your sister's wedding video yeah that was such a beautiful wedding started to major in at belmont when i first got there was multimedia which like that would teach me yeah photo video graphic design and audio and like maybe some web design too mm -hmm. And so, but then I, I quickly learned that that major was like a little bit jank. Like I got into my first video editing class and like, I, I was not like a, a crazy experienced video editor, but like the teacher, I knew more than the teacher. Like, but like let's talk. About I was, I was mailing it into that class. Video classes. No. Well, so there's also like, to be fair, like there's two sorts of like video departments at Belmont. There's yeah. like the multimedia or video production is what they call it. And then there's motion pictures, which is like making movies. Like, and I and everybody when I got there at Belmont was telling me like, oh, like you're majoring in like video production or multimedia. Like, you're just gonna switch to motion pictures. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to learn like all the graphic design and audio and web design. And they were like, okay, well, like, good luck. And then by the end of freshman year, I switched. To <laughs> I switched which, to motion pictures. I mean, you ended up making a lot of short films and doing stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I'm very, very glad I switched to motion pictures. Like, number one, like, their equipment and gear was better. Like, their access to everything was better. But also, like, I, if I want to do what I want to do, which, like, is obviously, like, get more into uh -huh. music videos and work on bigger crews and stuff, like, that is the major. Like, if I wanted to, like, run a camera at, like, a festival that, like, showed on the Jumbotron, like, yeah. that, or, like, maybe, like, run a camera that, you know, is showing on, uh, like, at a sporting event. Like, yeah. if I wanted to go shoot, like, Predators hockey and get one of those, like, big, like, rectangular, like, cameras or whatever and, like, follow the puck around, like, that would be the, the video production major, like, the, the more broadcast side of things, like... Because my, my uh, teacher, when I said, like, I, like, I knew more than my teacher, it's because she had, like, a journalism background. So mm -hmm. she was, like, trying to teach me just, like, the very, very basics of just, like, capturing stuff. And, like, everybody else in that class was also journalism, too. So that was what really, like, drove me to be, like, I'm not going to sit here and surround myself with people that don't want to do what I want to do for four years. So then I switched over to motion pictures, which was awesome because I learned a lot about lighting and, like, big, you know, cinema cameras and everything. And that certainly, like 
gave me a little bit more of a challenge than just kind of like the basics of whatever you know? do you like having a variety of projects to work on because i feel like you do yeah I, I was just thinking about like oh well does he want to go towards more towards like does he want to go more towards just music videos but then mm -hmm. like then i'll see you working on a project for like Brentwood academy and you right. really enjoy it so do you like having that variety? i like i definitely like having a variety like there's i certainly like my 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 two main loves are obviously like working in the music industry and that's like probably most of the reason I've stayed in Nashville is is because I do love working I mean I'm a Nashville kid through and through like yeah. I you know grew Just up rare. here and like yeah, yeah yeah which um but I and I was talking to my roommate about this the other day like and people ask me all the time like are you gonna move out to LA and I'm like not unless like something like leads me out to LA that like I have to go out to LA for I don't think but like yeah I love like this town I love like the industry uh and I feel like I am a little bit analytical about the music industry. Like I like keeping up with all that stuff, like who made it and who didn't and why. Like mm -hmm. I kind of, uh, you know, pick people's brains on all sorts of stuff. Like I like to ask people like where, like where their music career, like where they want to go, like what are their strategies to like get there and stuff. And so I, I really love the music industry for that reason. But then also I'm a big like um, comedy fan and I want to pursue um, doing some sketch comedy stuff my roommate and i are working on on some stuff like that right now which i love um getting to do and and making all that stuff um so those are like my two big loves but yes the answer to your question is yes i do like having like a little bit of everything because like that's kind of the way my brain works is that like if i was sitting here like only doing tours or only doing weddings or only like i like having like the variety of projects like everything is gonna ask something different of me and like that's the way my brain works yeah. certainly so um yeah, I definitely like having a variety of stuff. But I do have favorites. Certainly. Back to your comment about being analytical about the music industry. Uh -huh. How um, Has that, like, affected the way that you approach uh, treatments for videos for an artist? So, like, thinking about, like, what would work best creatively yeah. for them, but maybe, like, hey, how can we make this treatment... Not, not like a stepping stone per se, yeah. like how can we elevate what you're doing yeah. with in, this video? In a way, yes. I think the better way that it helps, it doesn't, I don't want to say that it helps me with treatments, but it helps me figure out who I want to work with, I think, a little bit because, uh, and you know, it's, I'm really only like freshly into a spot where I can even start turning down gear, like, yeah. and especially the Yep page helped me out like so much growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, growing up i mean the you're, last five like, years yeah literally on there at age 10 yeah like, yeah hey, grow, i grew up yeah the yet page raised me no uh you did shoot some stuff at re up rewind by the way though. yeah yeah, you yeah. Worked with artists that have been like on those lineups yeah so. and that and then like and i was always a, i'm i still am a big believer that like i hate saying no to a lot of stuff um because i'm a big believer that like every gig that i say yes to could like yeah turn into something bigger what it did do is that like when morris light and sound sponsored that page like it got me to work with Morris Light and Sound but also when they sponsored that show they brought in all these crazy big lights and so it made the show look a lot bigger than it was like I just went to another Yep Rewind page and that or not page Yep Rewind show and it was awesome all the artists were awesome the band was yeah. killer like but like you know if I shot a video at that one it would have not looked anywhere as good as the one that I said yes to and I was probably only like a sophomore in college at the time and had not hardly worked with anybody on big tour stuff so like you know 
and I kept that video on my page for a couple of years, Literally, a little, like on the front page. Like, oh, yeah. like, I think it was the one. It was the one where we did throwback. Was it like? It was. It was straight nineties country. It was yeah, awesome. It was a great night, and there were still. Night. And it's cool because like you know you get to meet all the artists that yeah. are up and coming and and all that stuff. But then it's also cool like now that I've been in that world for a long time. You know the the latest Yep Rewind, which also shout out to my my buddy Stephen Denninger for organizing Stephen that. Stephen Denninger. I know what it was a guy. His birthday like a week and a half. Was it ago. really? Oh my goodness! Oh wait. Was it his you birthday? Was it his birthday on? Well, we're not that close. We're 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 very. We see each other at every event, but I think it might have been his birthday on the day of the Yep Rewind. I think it was actually because I because I think I feel like I remember that. But he and I worked not to, to like exclude anyone else in the Yep board that had a birthday. I just for I saw it on, on to honest honest to God. Sometimes I only know it's someone's birthday if I'm on Facebook, which is like which every. Is, it's so normal. Like you don't apologize for that. That's literally everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, but Steven and I worked together at the escape game. Like, when I got to college, like, the first thing I did was I got a job at the escape game. And so I met Steven there, and then turns out he went into the whole songwriting world. And so then I, you know, ended up going into music stuff. And so we've been able to connect a bunch through that. But I see him at, like, every writer's round. I see him at Tim Pan South every time I was there. Like, yeah, I, I see him everywhere. So shout out to him for organizing all that. But it was cool, back to what I was saying, it was cool, like, you know, thinking about like the first right yep rewind that I did where I shot that video, like I didn't yeah. hardly know anybody. Like, I only recognized like maybe two or three artists, and then now like I I've worked with like there were like seven people that yeah. I was like I gotta go see them, I gotta go see them. Like, um, Roman, I shoot all of Roman Alexander's content, and um, Roman was was doing a little duet there, and Chris Rudiger was supposed to be there, and he unfortunately couldn't make it. Um, but then Dave's Highway, friend of mine, uh, the Overstreet sisters, yeah. friends of mine, like, um, yeah, there are, I mean, Nordista Freeze, I mean, we don't know each other personally, but like, you know, just people that like I, yeah. you know, have been to shows for and local Nashville artists who are very, very fun. So, and I think part of that's just like getting older a little bit, you know, like yeah. <laughs> everybody's kind of, you know, moving into the bigger circles, I guess, now that, um, we're all growing up a little bit. We're all growing up. And yeah. I, yeah, I'm about to be, actually, I'm going to be 30 less than a month from now, which is like, Happy birthday. I'm here for HBD. It. HBD, uh, Livio 3.0 is what I'm Livio calling Livio 3.0, that's going to be awesome. We're, we're throwing a rager for that. We're throwing yeah. a rager. And I just got to say, like, my, I'm really glad that even, like, yep, and, like, have being able to have opportunity to have an intern during my 20s, like, there's mm-hmm. so much that you learn during that time mm-hmm. in the business that yes. is both really, really great, and simultaneously there's a lot of things that happen that aren't that great, but uh-huh. they, like, shape they shape your perspective yeah. of how to work in the music industry, mm-hmm. how to manage expectations, how yes. to, like, like, jump in and, mm-hmm. and adapt and work on the fly mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, yeah, no, like, and be okay with change because it's constantly moving and uh-huh. shaping. It is, and, like, really, like, it is cool, um... Like, I mean, every time there's a video post, I, for the last four years, like, every time I was at Belmont, if I ever saw one, boom, put my website on it or DM the person, like, always. And, like, for a long time, I I didn't get, like, a ton of gigs. Like, a long time, I didn't get a ton of gigs. Like, I remember, like... I it maybe only like one in thirty gigs or something that like I commented under, which like seems sort of defeating, but also like the first time somebody like texted me and offered me five hundred dollars to come shoot in the studio, like that was worth all of the thirty that I didn't get before. Like yeah. So um, but like yeah, it was really only until recently that like I felt like I was in a good place where I could like stop 
commenting on literally everything, you know, like <laughs> where I was like, <laughs> which hey guys, like, I know, yeah, like, hey, like, I'd love to work with you, yeah, <laughs> uh, but Yummy. that is like that is kind of like how I I guess I've measured growth in myself <laughs> is that I'm good enough now or like I'm booked enough now where people don't have to or I don't have to like you know DM everybody, yeah, literally, yeah. The oh. worst is like when. Uh, like those first that first year on uh, yeah, I actually this happened to me today actually. <laughs> Somebody was on uh, yep, and they were like, hey, like I'm looking for somebody to just like um shoot this short little thing, and uh, I hop in their DMs just be like, hey, like you know, feel free to reach out. Here's my website, and uh, it's all, and then above are like a little series of messages where we went back and forth in like 2016 also from the yet page which like <laughs> i'm like hey like uh looks like we might have connected before but <laughs> but it didn't really work out but yeah you know. i mean well like obviously at that point like my work was a lot worse too yeah. so i don't blame anybody but you've you've, you've you're more seasoned yes yeah, certainly more seasoned definitely um that is that is the hardest the hard part about it is because you know everybody wants to do music stuff everybody wants to do music videos and everybody wants to do music photography and stuff and so i mean it's seriously like, photography is the worst about it because like you know and if you if you were to post on yep right now i'm looking for a photographer within 24 hours you're gonna have over 100 comments it's, it's, it's unbelievable i don't know how anybody sorts through all that like um but yeah it's 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 crazy like just trying to be because we're also in an age where cameras are much more accessible. So like, um, it's a who, you know, town, everybody's got their guy, like everybody's got their guy. And like, sometimes it does not matter if you are more talented than their guy, because as much as it sucks, like you need to be a good hang, like to go tour with people. Like yeah. it is, it is weird. Like, if that person like doesn't vibe with you, if like that artist doesn't vibe with you or think you're that fun to hang out with, like they're like, I mean, unless you put together like a really cool video or maybe over time, you know, get to know them or whatever, like it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Like number one, like you have to build trust with somebody to be, you know, in their dressing room filming them, like to be like, cause it's kind of, I mean, it's an intimate, it's a, thing, it, yeah, it's an intimate thing. Like, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, but everybody's got their guy. Like, so that's, I mean, I've certainly got a couple, I'm very blessed to have, you know, people like Connor and, and Roman who, you know, uh, you know, treat me as their guy, which mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm very blessed by. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it, it, it takes a second for you to be somebody's guy. Like sometimes you kind of have to rise up with somebody, Um, which, you know, I it certainly is a little bit easy for me because my brother is, is so talented, but um that that is just kind of the nature of the industry but also like you know if you continue to put in the work and, and say yes to the things that um like come your way even if they aren't that glamorous like then you will be somebody's guy like you're gonna run into somebody that like is a good friend of yours that becomes a good friend of yours yeah. and like you know that is the fun part about working with roman is that he certainly treats me way more like a friend or a member of his band than he does you know his camera guy you know so um I, I certainly love, you know, doing that stuff. But, yeah, it's very interesting, like, the dynamics of it all, for sure. I mean, I can attest to, like, I had hired you stuff for stuff before because I was like, oh, well, I'm comfortable with him, like, 
filming me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, and I was like, oh, I know you. So I know, you know, I didn't have to like explain or like, mm-hmm. like you said, vibed. And yeah. so I'm sure that's the same with artists and same with mm-hmm. songwriters, whoever you work with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And somebody who just like, that is part of having a guy is having somebody who understands your brand, understands yes. what you want. And that's, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like, uh when you feel like how i kind of feel a little bit analytical about who i want to work with like yeah like does this person have their brand figured out if they're new and like if so like because i think knowing your brand as an artist is probably the most important thing which i shout out to my brother because i think he's amazing shout out to connor smith i think he's amazing at that i think that's his biggest strength i tell people that all the time like like he knows his brand yeah he knows what he wants to be and um and that's what he's great at and so and that's gonna help him so much like i mean um but if you are constantly like switching up your brand switching up your style of music switching up your like if nobody knows if you don't know who you are how's anybody else gonna know who you are like yeah like how is that how is it gonna work so um i certainly like to you know try and you know figure out what people's brand are and i think by doing that like we were talking earlier about how like it wasn't until this April where you felt like you were really getting a good handle on stuff. But mm-hmm. from knowing you and knowing other people that know you, you always have been working, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you've always yeah. kept yourself busy and in yeah. it, which I think with anything creative or anything in entertainment, you have to do. Like, taking breaks is obviously important because mm-hmm. then your work quality gets better. Yeah. But if you are consistent with being in the practice of like you like you said you look back and you're like wow i've really upgraded how i do things yeah definitely. and now you have those connections that yeah. are organic take definitely for sure i mean i i like the grind of it but also like i have i have major fomo like yeah. <laughs> if somebody's asking me to go like my girlfriend makes fun of me so much uh she's like you have the worst fomo of anyone i've ever known like my buddy texted me the other day and he was like hey man like I'm gonna like I'm taking a trip to Geneva, Switzerland, and I want you and the boys to go with me. I know, but like this homie of mine, which shout out to him, I love the guy, but like he's trying to plan it like three months away. Like if we did it like six months away, like it would all be cheaper. Like we would be able to like you know, COVID might be a little bit more down. Like realistically, like none of it sounds great, but also like the FOMO in me is like, who's gonna text me? Who? Nobody else is gonna text me. Like there's this never gonna happen again. Like he's already gonna go like i should just do it i should just do it i like that's the big fomo in me like if everybody who's going out one night like the other night i i got back from a, like a touring weekend and i had so much to edit and like but they everybody was going out and i was like well you know what like i can just go out for a little bit and then come back and i literally got dressed and i was just like stood i was making a roadie i was making a little road drink to to go out for the night with uh, i was not driving just to be I clear was about to be- i was not <laughs> I was driving like, cooper smith no I was I was um, a passenger, yeah, uh, and I was like was literally like making it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I have to work. And I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I want to go out. I was in my Hawaiian shirt and everything, like <laughs> ready to so... go out. And then I was like, dang it, like crap. I was like, I have to be responsible this once at least. But yeah, I, I have major That's... FOMO for sure. I, you know what though? So there's like I... balance in me, but like I don't know. Part of me is also like I don't know because there's there's so much talk about like. Making time for yourself, like mental health, like shout out. It's so important. But also like if I wanna like live it up while I'm young and like even have the energy to do this, like, you know, part of it like, you know, might be like um 
you know say no you know if yeah but yeah I, I have to say no to some some things sometimes but also like part of like i guess living it up in a way is like you know what like if i'm if i gotta run on only like four or five hours of sleep just like this once this week like you know what like let's just, you know i'm not gonna, not gonna die. die like i might in the morning be like why did i do that but like by the next day that feeling is gonna be gone so like um yeah there's there's definitely like I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I get I get good sleep generally. I feel like, so you, I feel like you you. This is I, my bed right you, here. Oh uh, yeah, we're, well, we're sleep, also in um, Cooper's studio. Yeah, here. it's sort of yeah, a slash bedroom. Yeah. 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 I had I had the studio. Yeah, I had a big studio and um, stepped away from that just like, you know, practicality reasons. It was awesome. I loved having a little photography studio and everything. But um, is this picture of change for like your next trip or something? Uh, maybe. Well, I did it once. So yeah, I have a picture of change on my desk, a visual podcast. Um, yeah, we're telling <laughs> no, you yeah, I, show. well, I filled it up one time. I don't know. I, my parents, when I was growing up, had this huge like trash bucket of change that they would use, which like, I don't have okay. that much cash anymore. Obviously nobody carries that much cash on them anymore, but I took this stein of change one time and I, I went to like Kroger or wherever, Walmart, whatever you, where you can just pour it in and it counts it for you automatically. It was like 90 bucks. What? Yes, it was like ninety dollars of change. It's just like a little beer okay. stein. Like, start keeping your change, even if like, like, because at some point you're just gonna have a ninety dollar payday out of nowhere. I think this is the best advice we've ever given on the podcast. Seriously, this is let me, this with. is life advice with Cooper Smith. Fill up your beer steins or trash cans. Shout out to my parents because that was probably like three hundred bucks at I least. Mean, like, it had to be or at least five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was. I mean, it was a mini trash can to be fair, but uh it it was it was at least it's 12 of these beer mugs the yeah belmont pitcher yeah definitely like um yeah it was yeah if you just want to splurge on yourself get a little pair of sunglasses you know one I weekend mean, these Ray-Bans here yeah that maybe not ray-bans probably, yeah. ray-bans are going to be at least 125 aren't they oh, i don't know used ray-bans just kidding don't buy used sunglasses. i mean actually That's... i bought these from poshmark because i oh. lost two other pairs and i was like i'm not doing this to myself That's smart actually Poshmark is where it's at if you need some good Ray-Bans. Okay. I'm into um, that. But I want to talk about... I want I don't want to forget about this. Mm-hmm. So, two is, things. Is this going to be deep? No. <laughs> this, this is going to be like one of your easier questions. Don't worry. It's going to be surface level as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so shallow. Mm-hmm. Like the most shallow podcast. Are you a professional working in the country music industry? It's time to renew your membership to the Academy of Country Music. Not yet a member? Now's the time to join. Academy members are among the most respected leaders in the industry and hold the right to vote on ACM awards. They also receive exclusive benefits, including monthly educational panels and invites to networking events, early access to tickets for Academy events, discounts for ACM partner events, regular industry data and insights, and more. Interested in applying for membership or need to renew your membership? Visit acmcountry.com slash membership. Again, that's acmcountry.com slash membership. All applications and renewals are due by October 15th, so don't delay. So when it, when it comes to like equipment, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of pressure for people like when they mm-hmm. want to start a videography or when right. they have a dream, like they fork out all this money for like- I get equipment questions. All the time. Is this annoying? Annoying. It's not like annoying, I guess, but like, I don't know. Well, how? Okay, 
financially, how did you map out, like, mm -hmm. I'm not ready to get this lens? Because you even told me before, right. like, I'm really excited. I'm saving up for this, like, lens that does blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what you said because I couldn't. It was, like, right. foreign to me. But yeah, you, you're like, how did you know, like, okay, now it's time to invest in uh -huh. this or two screen what you yeah well i guess just like to get specifics with gear if there's any like camera nerds out there because i can kind of talk about camera nerd things for a while um but uh i worked on a canon 80d for 80d it's hard to say uh for literally like forever forever like forever and that you know i only shot 1080p i'm i'm not the I don't know. I've, now that I've upgraded to 4K, I love 4K, but, like, yeah. I was not even the biggest believer in 4K for the longest time because, like, who really needs 4K, 4K when most every TV and computer, like, there's 4K TVs and computers now, but, like, especially your phone, though, like, if you're just yeah. watching on your phone, like, first of all, anything, most everything I do is put on Instagram or Facebook. Number one, Instagram and Facebook already compressed the hell out of it. So, like, <laughs> what's the point? Number two, like, I don't even think, I don't even, th I don't think my phone is... 4k it'd be kind of absurd if it is 4k um and most everybody's watching on their phone so yeah. i was not even a big believer in 4k like you don't need 4k like no. there are some benefits to 4k like if you're editing um certainly i think there's a lot more depth in the photo if there's if it's 4k but like um the big thing for me also was just like i wanted i, I have a big fear of like this is a little bit of the fomo in me i have a big fear of like buying something that I've been waiting on and immediately the next big thing comes out. Yep. I have that big fear. So like I was patient for sure, but also with camera gear, when it comes to camera gear, if you need something, you can rent it. And there's plenty of times where even if I didn't have the budget to rent or I didn't ask for the budget to rent, which I think a lot of people are actually scared to do this. So this is a this is a good tip. I say like if it's going to benefit you to rent a camera, you know, because, like, rent a camera in Nashville or lens rentals is super cheap. Like, you can get a, a Canon 5D Mark IV, so, which is a great photographer's camera, okay. and it shoots 1080. Like, I would shoot every wedding on that, and I would just rent it out, and it would cost me, like, I don't know, like, 170 bucks, which, like, in the grand scheme of, like, the wedding is nothing. But, like, especially if I'm going out on tour or whatever, like, if I'm going on tour for, like, a weekend, let's say I get paid... I don't know, like anywhere between like four and six hundred dollars or whatever. And I'm sitting here like, okay, like all I have is a Canon ADD. Like I, and I, especially while I was in college and I wasn't like getting yeah. that many opportunities to go on tour with somebody, I'm just sitting here like, I'm going to get the best camera I can get, you know, yeah. and still, you know, make a little bit of money because in the long term, like it's gonna, it's gonna pay off. Like, do you do you feel like me. you like, rent It's gonna more, look a lot better. So, do you feel like you rent more for for gigs that you don't typically do more often? Like, for example, like, let's say you're not doing weddings as often mm -hmm. now. Do you rent more for those type of? Events well, so now I'm, so now I've I've got to the point where I have two cameras. Okay. And so and and lenses to match with them, and um and I'm shooting in 4K. So right now I'm running on um I adjust my newest camera, which I'm very excited and happy about is the Sony A1, which um is is super awesome. I won't go yeah. into like nerdy technical specs about it, but uh and then my but let's. yeah well, we can yeah uh, 4K 120 frames per second yeah no it's awesome it's an awesome camera but yeah. um I I worked on that Canon 80D for forever and I was uh -huh. waiting on the Sony A7S3 to come out because I knew that number one it would shoot like 4K and have 10 bit color and everybody was saying it was gonna shoot 4K 60 and like 
um, Sony was the way to go. Like that's the that's the the way to go in video, and like you could shoot uh, S log if you know this is all just nerdy camera stuff. But I was waiting there on that to come out. To this. I mean, honestly, Please. I will say as an on camera person, I yeah. still love the other side because that's where yeah. I started. So yeah. I'm like, I love being like, oh, I was on the other side of the camera, mm -hmm. but then I got to edit it yeah. on my own time or something. Mm -hmm. Like so well, this is, I mean. I was I was waiting, and this is you know. this goes back to like my FOMO of waiting or buying something, and then the next big thing coming out. I was like seriously just like one day the Sony A7S III is gonna come out, and I'm gonna get that camera. And it took years to come out. Like all those Sony rumor sites were like, maybe one day it'll come out. Like literally from like like I bet there was a Reddit thread yeah about for it. like three years, three years like people were waiting on this camera, and like because uh, the the big thing about the camera is that it's so good in low light. Like you can get crazy crazy low light. And be able to like see almost in like complete darkness. Like remember, it's crazy. Do you remember we used to like take photos in at concerts way back in the day, and like the lighting was just so bad. And we oh still my goodness, we could do it. Yeah, a... when well, so when I was shooting Tin Pan South when we were with NSAI, uh, you know, you get sent to all like that's why I hate like if anybody asked me to come shoot their show on Broadway, I you know in yeah, the past certainly LOL. would take it because like great, but like, yeah, also LOL like. <laughs> Like, I hope there's a crowd because that's the only, like, that is the big thing. Like, if you're an artist and you're listening to this right now and you're like, and the people ask me this all the time, like, is it worth having a video guy come to my show? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you, it is. If, if you know that there's going to be people there and there's going to be a crowd, the coolest thing that, like, you can have on footage is people looking like they're into you and, like, they're on the front row, like, um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bar that I, I'm I'm obsessed with because it's just so funny. But it's called Brick Street. It's in Oxford, Ohio, and all of the big country artists who go up there or like go up there before they they get famous or whatever. Like you go into this bar and yeah, and it's just a bunch of college kids getting absolutely hammered and absolutely trashed. And so like no matter who's playing that night, there are people just like packed in the front row, like screaming, hollering for you. Like, and if you play a bunch of like covers that they know, especially like you're gonna get the most insane footage like yes. you're gonna, like that that's gonna make you look so cool but if you're just playing on broadway on a wednesday night and you're like oh like i'm playing on broadway like i want to get this on video unless like it's like you know people are gonna be there like don't get it on video honestly like save your money if you are going to go to a place where like the blue room in statesboro georgia a lot of artists like oh go there God, that's literally an hour from my parents house. oh yeah you ever been there statesboro. so i almost this is a fun fact no one has well well now they know i came very close to actually going to georgia southern for college oh yeah and didn't obviously because oh, wow. i'm in nashville but yeah. it was like i'm so glad you didn't that would have yeah, been terrible been, you would have hated yourself i would have literally that. been like it's, yeah. yeah. But like frat shows, uh -huh. like, like uh, you know, a bunch of country artists and up and coming artists just randomly get booked on these like fraternity shows or sorority shows. Mm -hmm. Like, those people are there to like see you. They've, yeah. you know, they've paid you to be there. Like, they're going to party with you. They're going to drink with you. Like, that stuff is awesome to get on video because you want people there. Like, you want people interacting with the artist yeah but like if it's just like you're playing a bar one night or like even if you're like opening for a big artist and like you like if you're the like if you're the first on like a big festival like it's sometimes cool because uh you know there's a bunch of people that get there early and so like you get all that stuff but like if you're the first of a big festival and nobody's there like 
the footage is going to look terrible. Like you're you're going to look like you're literally playing to no one. I have this hilarious shot of my brother at uh at Pilgrimage Music Festival. Oh and it was God. before he ever had any music out, but like we thought at least, you know, a few people would be there just because it's in Franklin where we're from right. and like, you know, but like it's pilgrimage. You got to pay like, you know, whatever it is, like 80 bucks. Well, okay. Is it like 200 bucks to well, get in I now? Didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay for long time because I did like media there. So I right. Yeah. Free, which yeah. Is great. But it's still, I'm probably going to cut this out just because I want to like hate on them, but it's too fucking expensive for what it is. It's not just a music festival to be. It's a music and Experience. arts and cultural festival is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, we went with, uh, we went and, um, we went to the year that the Killers were playing and Leon Bridges were yes. playing. Yes, and then they and got rained out, right? I don't know. I have, I don't There's think probably I a day this. that they got rained out. I don't think but... I ever told you this. I went and did media for them that year, and I saw this guy walking in a very intense, like, blue suit, like, steel blue suit. And I was like, who was is it? that? Are you telling me that you, met, you saw Brandon Flowers? I literally saw Brandon Flowers. Oh, my gosh. I'm a huge Killers fan. I love from them. me. Well, I saw him five feet away. You got to watch him in the UK, so. That is true. I did go to, there. I did go to, I studied abroad in London, and uh, we, uh, took a train to Bolton, which is like right in between Liverpool and Manchester. Okay. And we saw them in this big soccer stadium there, and it was nuts. Which, like, the whole joke about the Killers is that they're actually like a UK band, but they're from Las Vegas. Like, they're huge in the UK. Like, Mr. Brightside never left the 100 chart, I think. No, in, I actually the thought UK. they like, were they were from the UK. Everybody thinks they're a British time. band. And yeah, like, and they're not at all. It's so funny. But yeah, that was that was just absolutely nuts. Um, seeing them there but they're they're one of my favorites they're, that was probably my favorite live show just because like no offense americans i love america but like the usa the, the uk crowd is nuts it's so much better like they're so much more excited to be there they're so much rowdier like um yeah it was it was very cool to go see a I concert think that's there. one thing about nashville that i wish would change is that the people would be more excited to be there it's like, so dude it is so weird it is so be weird because excited. like the cool thing about nashville is like if you know if everybody is excited to be there and is singing along to your yes. song and stuff like uh like the band camino is very much like a nashville band and like the video of their shows of the rhyming like everybody was going crazy for yes. them like i i've the, like people were like i've never heard the rhyming louder like it, it was nuts and um so like that is awesome like if you're like because there there are certain bands like drew holcomb certainly is this way like drew yes. holcomb will do two or three nights at the ryman I, he can't do that anywhere else i don't think no. like uh you know band camino is is certainly blowing up slowly not slowly they've actually been pretty fast uh but you know they certainly could do two or three nights at the ryman and, and sell out all of them yeah yeah, yeah like nashville people love laney like um, so there are certainly like those Nashville artists, which that is the cool part about Nashville and the writers rounds are the cool part about Nashville. But if you just go out like to, you know, a uh, writer's round uh, often or um, just like a concert where people I, even just like a whiskey jam on a random night, it can be yes. hit or miss. Like because number one, like it feels like half the crowd is judging you because they all kind of wish they were up on stage like um like it, like it, like it bothers me when people sit down at the Ryman for artists a lot. Like, uh, I'm a huge St. Paul and the Broken Bones fan. Like, you huge. are. You're I, obsessed. I'm I mean, obsessed with times, it. You're like, I'm like, where, where, what concert you have? St. Paul. I'm yeah, like, it's. Like, I've seen them like nine times or something like that. Also saw them in the UK. I have a crazy story about that. Did you? Yeah. But um, you need to finish your story about Cooper, or I mean, not Cooper, Connor's uh -huh. photo. Oh yeah, Connor's totally photo. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what, what was the thought I was just you on? You said there? you took a hilarious photo. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, 
Well, yeah, so we were at Pilgrimage, and, and you know, we thought a few people would be there, but literally no, no, one. no one was there, and it was the Red Solo Cup stage. And I have this hilarious photo of this mascot in a giant red Solo Cup costume, like, dancing out in front of this big open area and this stage, and, like, my grandparents in two lawn chairs just <laughs> sitting in the front, and that's it. Like, that is the only thing there. It is the funniest little photo. Uh, but, yeah, that is, like, so that, like, that kind of show was the point I was making. Don't ask don't, a videographer no, to be there pay for that. if you know there's going to be a crowd even if they don't know who you are necessarily like then get a videographer like that's what's fun about it yeah obviously there's a lot of talk you know in creativity about like knowing your worth knowing when to like up your rates knowing mm -hmm. how to like form contracts so like i want to hear from your perspective as someone that's like mm -hmm. that this is your business yeah you know any advice you would give someone about mm -hmm. creating your rates, adjusting those, what's like working with uh -huh. friends, like how to create boundaries, yeah. contracts, like what? Yeah. Um, this, that may be like a really big question to ask you. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, in all honesty, fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to all this stuff. Like okay. whether, like, you know, like, if it's somebody that I know, like personally, like I don't make them sign a contract, like, like you wouldn't make, you've never made, you know, sign a like no, I've never made you sign a contract, like I don't like, which like it is, maybe I should, it is but... weird, like I don't know, like if like I don't know, I'm an overly trusting person a little bit, you know, like, mm -hmm. but you know, and and then when it comes to rates, it's the same thing, which it's hard because like sometimes like, um, you know somebody comes to you and says our budget for this is x amount of dollars like yeah. our budget for this is 400 dollars, and you're like well it's not like my rate like that's not how this works but also like if that is like if that is worth it to you like if tim mcgraw came to me and was like you know his budget my budget this weekend is 400 dollars. can you do this like hell yeah i'm hop like first yeah. of all which it, a side no like if if his budget is 400 dollars, like or screw that you're a massive artist like you like shouldn't be doing that but just for an example like if it was i'm saying this because if it was a huge opportunity for me like you know what like hell yeah, yeah like let's do this um but you know if it's um you know if if i have the time to do it and it's a little bit under budget like why not do it you know like because that's what i go back what going back to what i said earlier like every random thing that i can take made me several thousand dollars when morris light and sounds noticed it and hired me for like four or five gigs you know so yeah. like um and and morris light and sound was kind of the first time that i was able to say like this is my full day rate and they were like yes like yeah. that's like i'm not gonna ask questions about that because i've seen that have you ever seen that meme that's like uh you know $500 client like this money this this means so much to us like please take delicate care of this like it's so hard to get the money from and it's like a $50,000 client and it says money sent <laughs> like, <laughs> like true. it is true like for sure I mean not that I've ever had like a $50,000 client or anything but uh yeah that is definitely like like true about it for sure um they're all they're, like everyone's just you know so concerned like um but you know, like how how difficult is is the job gonna be for you? Like I I I like to work on flat rates. I know like especially like a lot of like graphic designers and mm -hmm. video editors like to work on hourly rates. But like, it gets hard to communicate with people like how much time it takes to yeah. make something happen. Like, because truthfully, like um, 
you know, I, I was talking to like a, a color grader, uh, and and he works out in out of London. When I was studying abroad there, we just like randomly connected in a coffee shop, and I was and I asked him, I was like, okay, like, well, you know, if I had you do this, like, what would your rate be? And he was like, two fifty an hour, and I'm like, okay, like, listen, like, like... I don't, maybe later we'll work on something together. <laughs> but like, but like, truthfully, like for him, like, you know, the project was so easy, it probably uh-huh. could have taken him like two hours, and it would have yeah. been done. And you know, that's not you know depending on the project that's not a huge deal like whoever the you know whoever the client might be and could pay for that but you know if it's not like if for some reason he runs into a problem and is like oh actually i spent 14 hours on this i would just like i don't i don't know what i would do in that situation and so i don't like to put that on anybody so i like to work off like flat rates myself um so you know it it really is just kind of what makes it worth it to me a lot of times throughout college like you know if if i was because most projects are just kind of going to be like a little half day shoot and i put together a little two or three minute video for them so like i feel like most people are very fair with um you know keeping it in that kind of 500 range like anywhere between that like four to seven hundred and and especially throughout college like anything in that range that i got offered i was like this makes it worth it for me like yeah. this like that certainly like you know a couple of those that i can pay my rent and going you know back, like, like to the comment that you made earlier earlier in the podcast about people being a good vibe like it's harder to work with someone that's difficult or that takes advantage or mm-hmm. that like doesn't thank you or like yeah or just doesn't do anything ever the when it gets mm-hmm. a little bit like mm, i'm gonna yeah. have to like yeah. say no or whatever. i just like if you have the time for it and it's a friend of yours like if the budget's not good like whatever like just you know, take it. It might come back, you know, later, later to help you. Like certainly, um, yeah, just, just go for it. Like, and like, if to me, like every, uh, everything I shoot and this just should be like your motto while shooting is just like everything I shoot is an opportunity to put something on my reel. Even if it's just on Broadway, like I might get, I might just get like a cool shot of somebody's hands and like put it on my reel. Like, I don't know. Like I might just get a cool shot of a bartender passing a drink along, or I might get a cool shot of a fan like cheering. Like, um, every opportunity for something that I shoot is an opportunity to get something on my reel. So into enjoy like it sounds like you really enjoy the experience of capturing things which I mean, right. sounds so cliche but it's the truth like, no like that is that is for real like if you have the opportunity to put something on your reel like somebody might notice that and like you when you're the only video guy in the room and and you know it's a bunch of upcoming artists like chances are like half of them need artists too so or need videos too so like you know it's just good to like you know, meet people. I think I met Anna Voss for the first time that night, and we ended up running together when running into each other again when um, she was helping out as like just like an extra on my friend Jackson Dreyer's video yes. and, and Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, we love Jackson. He did a an amazing because he's so talented. Like, yeah. you know, beyond like his performative awesomeness, like mm-hmm. he's so fun on stage. But like, he he majored in guitar at Belmont, so he's an insane guitar player. But then he also like plays saxophone and like I think a couple other instruments too. So just like when he's able to just like whip out all these different sides of him, like it's awesome. But yeah, yeah. he did Careless Whisper on sax, which was so funny. Like I loved that. That made my that made my whole night when he did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I I I just say like, just do what's worth it to yeah. you. Like um, you know, like if. Um, you know, and like right before the pandemic hit, um, a, a decently big country artist, you know, reached out to me and, and, uh, was like, Hey, like, will you, uh, come, you know, out of town with us and, and shoot this show? I think it was just one show. It might've been two, but their total budget was like two fifty, which like 
for me to go shoot all these photos and make a video yeah it was two shows and um but like i was like so like i just wanted to get back on the road and like do some touring stuff and like hadn't been able to because i was during my senior capstone film i i pretty much paused everything for like four months and just yeah, stopped taking that. freelance you gigs literally and I was, were like I was, every single time like senior capstone i was like yeah i'm working on this yeah literally well i mean you do an entire semester pre-production and then you do an entire semester like production oh, gotcha. and editing so like it is literally an entire year's project which uh shout out to covid the project is still not finished but in the next couple months should be finished so for all my Are actors you still submitting it? I, if, if i can yeah i mean there's so much i learned in like the what it's almost like it's it's been a year and a half since we shot it even and like it was so hard to get like that footage from belmont and get the project from belmont and like uh i was back and forth with my editor on like the a lot of stuff and and it's in a much better place right now than it was certainly yeah. but like yeah it's, it's been a long process and like but i've learned so much as a director like in a year and a half like uh you know in the grand scheme of you know my five or six years of doing this is like a fourth of it and so like and as you like you keep progressing even faster i think like as you as you get older and 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 keep you know working on stuff so like there's so many things that like knowing what i know now a year and a half later like i would have done differently but like at the same time like you know it, it'll it'll be awesome so like if i submit it like that'll be super fun i'd love to submit it to places uh but you know i have to consider like do I want something that's a year and a half old to like be the first thing that I'm submitting to all these festivals and stuff? So like, I don't know, that's something to consider. Like, is my is my name like my name's gonna be all over it? Like, I wrote it, I directed it, like I casted it, like I did everything for it. I mean, I say go for one. Yeah, I say yeah. Sense. Why not? Like, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, but if anything, I just owe it to my crew and and cast to yeah. finish that project and get it out there and let them use it and give them a finished product and just kind of all maybe just sit together one night in a theater and enjoy it together which is like you know all i really want in the first place so um but yeah i, I am excited to get that done but covid is, is COVID yeah, COVID. and like yeah everything dang. else is way more time sensitive than that is but um but yeah so um yeah in the long run like just i was but that was like um, I wanted to bounce back into tour videography after having like put a pause on like five or six months for doing the capstone. And so, uh, you know, I just took the gig for, you know, whatever it was. And, and, you know, it's a, it's an artist that's blown up more now. So I get to say that I worked with him and, um, you know, it, it gets me more attention. So like in the grand scheme of things, like it will pay off, like, even if it doesn't literally like pay, you know, off, but um you can have that on your reel yeah definitely like you got to be smart about your time you got to be smart about like what you uh can give people like if they're like oh like i you know if, if they're like oh like we only have a 200 dollars budget and i want all the raw footage to be owned by me and i want all of like and i need 200 photos like then you can be like okay like you're asking way too much out of me for your horrendously small budget like um but, you know, if it's just like, hey, like, we want to come out, will you make a video from the weekend and, you know, shoot us, you know, a few pictures? Like, yeah, absolutely. I'd yeah. love to do that. Like, and it, it'll it it'll take you places. Like, every everything you take is an opportunity to, like, A, put it on your reel or, or B, make something really cool that, you know, makes them happy and, um, you know, memorable experience. And yeah. I just like traveling, too. Like, I like to get out on the road. So, like, um, I'm, I mean, you were on the road for like six weeks, and I did. Yeah, I took a like, huge road trip this everyone summer. Everyone that goes and follows Cooper Smith Productions on Instagram, yes, yes that was a shameless plug. At, well, I'm on the I'm on a podcast. Like this whole thing is just a shameless the, plug. Every, of me, all of but... this is just us literally hyping up 
our working relationship. Yes, definitely. Uh, but, but you have it these, is like, at Cooper Smith Productions uh, on Instagram. Yes. Handle. <laughs> um, you'll find like a lot of recently like, like, oh, is he like also shooting for National Geographic? No, that's <laughs> he's not shooting for National Geographic. <laughs> I get on there and I see my feed filled with like pictures of bears of and animals. Shit, and, and yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, this is pretty cool though yeah me and my two best friends we did the national parks this summer for like six weeks in a van and uh it was it was awesome are you doing a reel of that please i do want to do a reel of that but like i since i like i i wanted to like edit on the road and i found it so like incredibly difficult to do that you can't like it was impossible like it's like bringing a book to the beach in hopes that you'll read the book at the beach and it's too bright outside or you don't feel Mm -hmm. like it or you just want to get in the ocean and you just want to play volleyball and then you're like actually i read none of this book yeah that that is literally what it felt like but yeah i had like i had things i wanted to edit Uh on that trip and uh get it all done and i just like it was so hard to do it and like i wasn't able to do it i was like so eager to edit all the pictures Uh that I took on the trip that, like, uh, when I came back, I had so much stuff left over that I didn't edit on the trip that I just, like, I literally, like, the day I got back from this trip, I had zero time to decompress. I was just back at my computer, just, like, editing away, and I just, like, I haven't had a day to, like, sit through. But I got all this amazing footage of just, like, we could make a whole documentary, literally, about... National parks. About the trip. No, no, no. Just about, like, our shenanigans, honestly, because, like, our van broke down the first night. We complete... Like, our van was totaled the first day we we broke down, and, like... And then you, like, almost, like, got kidnapped. I had to find it. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what is that? We're not going to get on that today, but, like... What are we talking about? I don't even know, but I almost got kidnapped. I mean, I was... We were in a car shop for forever our tire exploded that we bought a new van and uh our tire exploded like the first night and like we were in the middle of nowhere kansas the first time in the middle of nowhere uh of wyoming like the two states with like no people um yeah (laughs) so literally yes and but we made it we 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 got all the way through and and here we are here we are recording Um, but yeah i would love to Put together like I mean, we want to put together an actual like little like mini doc about it and like do all that stuff like one time we we took off on this hike and literally half of it was snow covered and we just like did it anyways and we're just like sledding on our butts like in snow in the middle of june in washington like in olympic national park and like just like hiking with wet butts and like it was hilarious but but you can say you added to the experience like everything else. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to let's let's close out with the mm-hmm. um, St. Paul and the Broken Bone story. Oh, Before yeah. We do. I'm going to like plug where everybody needs to follow you and whatever. All yes. This stuff. So you can follow everything that Cooper's doing at Cooper Smith Productions. Yes. On Instagram. You're on YouTube. Is it just Cooper Smith? I don't have a YouTube, actually. I should be okay, on YouTube. Like, I'm on Vimeo, sort doing? of, but I'm not great at like keeping up with it, you know, but like. Just, yeah, my Instagram is great, and my website is coopersonproductions.co, not .com, unfortunately. Hipster way. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, like, my email's on my page, or on my Instagram and my website and stuff, so, like... But so yeah, St. Paul, is that okay. one of your favorite experiences in shooting? Because I feel like you, was this the same experience where like you shot a bunch of photos and told me about it? But I don't remember for I, This probably is, yeah. So yeah. basically, um, I was in London and like, I was just looking at like, I wanted to go see concerts in London. Like the first night we got there, Moon Taxi, who's a Belmont band, and it was a Belmont study abroad uh-huh. for like a semester, not semester, it was, it was like, it was the equivalent of what they call a Maymester, but it was in July. So <laughs> July-mester. And so um, 
we uh, were just looking at concerts, and like the first night we got there, we went there, we went to a Moon Taxi concert, and we had already planned to go to that Killers concert uh, up there, and um, and then I found out that my favorite band, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, yeah. which like I'm just a huge like soul music fan in general, and then they put out like a freaking disco album as their third album, which is also like my other favorite I mean, kind of music. Like I, truly. yeah, and they just for some reason like they get more experimental, which is not my favorite thing, but yet they keep putting out music that I really love. And um, Paul has such a cool story. Like he was literally just like an accountant that went to like I think he was about to try and go to like um, uh, uh, I'm just. He's, what are they? I'm um, se, uh, <laughs> seminary. Seminary. I was about to say seminary. Like, I was like seminary. That's not right. Seminary school. He okay. was about to go to seminary school, and he was just like an accountant, and like, but he obviously was an amazing singer, and like his his like story and like artistry is so cool, and like they're all of those musicians are just so so talented. They got a whole horn section, which I'm obsessed with, and like. Um, their piano player, like I think his I think his name's Al Gamble and, and he's nuts and like the bass player is yeah. just I mean they're they're just electric and they do really cool covers. Like one of my favorite covers I've ever seen live is their cover of uh um uh eventually by Tame Impala. Okay. Oh Tame Impala yeah, so good. Yeah. They're they're just a really, really like cool, creative, yeah. like and the music just sounds so good every time, like and I've seen them at like every venue in Nashville, I feel like. Um but anyway, so um, and all those, everybody who's obsessed with them has seen them like nine times. Like I went to yeah, see them. I went to see them at the Ryman, and uh, and everybody's like turning to the person next to him and like, yeah, this is like the eighth time I've seen them. I'm like, all right, well, you're like all the. I was like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah, that have seen Dave Matthews Band. Like, Dave I know Matthews saw them, like thirty times. I'm like, that's yeah. We. We get it. Yeah. Well, they also we just come it. to Nashville all the yes. time. They're from Birmingham uh, originally, and and they're. Um, so like they're so close and um, I mean I've seen them at the Basement East I've seen them at uh, the Ryman Marathon uh, Live on the Green mm-hmm. like literally like everywhere in Nashville um, the Ryman twice I think and then um, but anyway so I find out they're playing the Jazz Cafe in London which is a very like historic place that I, I suppose in London and I was like I was like oh my goodness like I have to figure out how to get into this like I've got to figure out because it was totally sold out like very very small venue like uh, I could not for the life of me figure out how to get in and I'm taking this class while I'm over there called British Media which shout out to Doran Robinson if you had Doran um Dor- Doran is like one of my I have not seen her I have not talked to her in forever mm-hmm. I know I she she was very she, influential to me at, at, at Belmont. Oh, like, she complete her class, her magazine journalism class. That was mm-hmm. the first journal, journalism class that I took when I transitioned from, mm-hmm. I was a pre-med student. We're not going to get into that. Pre-med, then oh, I wow. went into mass communications. And she was very, she was very influential in my pivotal shift to the mass communications because she knew yeah. that I had it in me, but I wasn't really like that confident yet to own yeah. it. And she was like, no, this is how you do the yeah. inverted pyramid. What yeah. is it? Uh, inverted is, pyramid? Is that what it's called? Inverted know, pyramid or a triangle you, or something? I don't know it's, what you're talking about. Who, what, when, and where in journalism, how you mm. start an article. You start it with a... 
I don't know. Who, what, what, yeah. yeah. Anyways, journalism <laughs> students, I'm sorry that I failed you on that, but love her. <laughs> yeah, but she was like my first class, first day, and I like, you know, I loved her as a teacher, yeah. and I had a few classes with her, and um, I met like my future roommates like in her class, and that was kind of like how I got involved. Like first thing at Belmont was I went and joined the Belmont Vision because I was like, if there's any way I can like shoot the basketball games, it's going to be like through the student yeah. newspaper. So like uh, I I would go do that, and that was actually the craziest thing. Like I went to that meeting the first time, and this kid approaches me and. He uh, was the head of the video stuff at, at the Belmont Vision. And this is literally my first week at Belmont. I don't know anybody. And he comes up to me. He's like, so do you shoot video? Like, um, I'm uh, I'm going to Alabama to shoot a wedding uh, next weekend, and I desperately need somebody to shoot it with me. Do you want to go? He had never seen any of my work. He had never seen anything. He was like, I'll pay you like 160 bucks. He knew. And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, which like, if, if I paid my second shooter for a wedding 160 bucks, like, oh my goodness, like, I could not even imagine. But like, we took it. I think he only took it for like 700 bucks and like, rented all the gear so that he, and he's, and this is his full-time job now is doing wedding videos. So shout out to him. But he approaches me and um, he, he asked me to go shoot it and so I and I go with him to his to his home where he's from in Birmingham and we stay with his parents I know nothing about this guy and I was we drove all the way there together and uh we shot the wedding and and I think it turned out pretty good like um and like and that wedding uh, back to my point just like say yes to whatever opportunity if you're just starting out I said yes and then uh, about three or four months later somebody calls me and is like my videographer just dropped out a month before my wedding will you do it and they were like, uh, they were like, we, like, what if we, you know, paid you this? And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking. Yeah, and then that wedding obviously got me like, you know, plenty more weddings, and I still get to do them now. And but yeah, so uh, I took that job, and um, so through that, like, just getting involved with the Belmont Vision somehow, like, with Doran. But I was taking her class, and she is originally from that correct area. Like, yeah. I think. Her parents like might originally be German, and they moved in the yep. UK and, and all that stuff. I don't. I might be saying that wrong. Sorry, Doreen. Um, But she brought in for class one day a guest speaker, and it was the head of BBC Radio Two, like the the producer of of BBC Radio Stop. Two, which is like the biggest radio station in the world, hundred percent, the biggest radio station in the world, like eight million listeners, like something crazy, and and talking about like you know how you know he helped kickstart like Dua Lipa's career and like got Casey Musgraves big over there and like Ed Ed Sheeran and like so uh he um yeah I mean if you get paid to play on BBC Radio too like you're getting played to everybody in the world yeah you're blowing up and so um at the very end of it he's like yeah like so do you guys have like any questions or whatever and I kind of waited till everybody was done asking their questions and it was like and the concert was probably like a week before he left London, and this is like maybe three days before that that he's in this class. I just raised my hand. I'm like, "Hey, man! So, um, my favorite band in the whole world. And this is in front of my whole class, which is like half embarrassing, but it's whatever. And uh, I'm like, my favorite band in the whole world is playing at the Jazz Cafe on Monday night, and I can't find tickets." anywhere and he was like oh st paul and the broken bones and i was like yes <laughs> he was like well i'm going you can just go with me you went with the head of the b of bbc2 yeah, to, yeah. or b i can't even speak right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. yeah oh it's unbelievable I, I still can't believe this so uh he's like well you can just go with me and he gives me his email afterwards and I sent him an email. I'm like, dude, this is like the coolest thing ever. Like, thank you so much. Like, this is going to be so cool. And he and 
in my signature for my emails is my website. And I guess he just clicked on my website and he was like, hey, like, um, you know, I, uh, I saw your website and that you do like photo stuff. Like, um, I know the manager of the band, like I could probably get you a photo pass. And I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds sick. Like, please. Yes. That would be so cool. I show up like a little bit early to the concert and, uh, I get in line and there's a list cause this, this venue is so small. There's a list for the concert. And so, uh, I just tell him like, Oh, like, uh, my name's, uh, Cooper uh, and I wasn't sure like if I was just like on there as like the BBC's photographer or whatever or or what or just like if they just were gonna let me shoot photos like um and uh the person with the list was like oh you're St. Paul's photographer and I was like uh <laughs> yes <laughs> I was like I think I am I guess so I wasn't sure if I was like shooting for the band or whatever but when they told me that I like you know I I uh you know popped to the, and it's such a small venue like it's not like there's a real backstage or anything but like i just kind of popped in that area and i saw the tm and i was like hey like i think i'm shooting for you guys tonight which is a little bit awkward because like he had no he, he probably had no idea who i was they probably just like put me on the list and it was all like a misunderstanding yeah. about who i was shooting for but nonetheless like i got to shoot for them and stuff and um and it was just so cool like number one like that it was before their latest album had come out so i got to hear all like the new songs and stuff and uh i certainly like which I don't do this anymore. Like, but if I'm taking photo, if I was taking photos of somebody when I was still like 2021 20, and like, uh, wasn't shooting for a big bunch of big artists and somebody tells me like, Oh, you're St. Paul's photographer. I was posting all that stuff. Definitely. As if I am their photographer. So like, that was super cool. Well, but like, just to like, you, so. yeah, but just to take that risk and ask that guy and turns out like I get to shoot the show, which was, it was just so cool. Like, um, so basically the point of this entire hour and a half podcast is <laughs> shoot, ask your questions. shoot your shot shoot your yeah, shot yeah shoot, shoot your shot which also applies to using a camera too yeah that's a really good we're gonna end on that yeah that was good <laughs> well cooper smith it's been a pleasure as always friend mm -hmm. to have you on this podcast and it's been great to be here I'm in my house, in your house. <laughs> <laughs> um everyone wow i need water after that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go check out his profile at Cooper Smith Productions mm -hmm. and then his website coopersmithproductions.co. Um, like, yeah, hey. DM me. Everybody Cooper Smith on, on the Yep podcast. And everybody Libby Oler is my former internship boss. And Yep extraordinary. Host of the Libby O show. And host of the Libby O show. Which is going to be Yes, check it out. One day, awesome. So. Yes. Next October. And she's working on some cool stuff with my best friend John Ross Foy, yeah, JR Foy. Who uh, is walking in the door right now? He's walking is in. The, he? Yeah, he yeah. just got some food. We um, should we should we should walk out and scare him. No, well it's oh, too late. Oh, oh he knows. They're they're, they're. I asked them to like be quiet while we're doing this, and oh. they're being respectful. So they, they've been the best. Yeah, we, they've been coming in and out the whole time, and had no idea. We had no idea, but well, that was awkward. Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Abby. Laugh track. On this. Oh, you're adding oh, laugh okay. track. Turn it off. Okay. All right. Anyways, bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Young Entertainment Professionals Podcast. To get connected, visit yepnashville.com and follow Yep Nashville and Yep Los Angeles on social media. I'm your host, Libby Ulrich, and until next time, discover, cultivate, accelerate.